everyone and welcome to the LARP Tales podcast brought to you by To Have and To Roll. My name is Oliver. I am one half of your hosting duo with me. As always is my lovely co-host and wife, Robin. Hello, Robin. Hello, Oliver. And on this show, we are going to be continuing our tales of our Empire player events. Uh, we've just finished the third player event in as many weeks. Uh, this show we're going to be covering the second one we did uh which was the reaper's rest um which was a a league uh player event uh before we get into that though the usual housekeeping if you are watching us on youtube give us a thumbs up click subscribe if you are new here so you know when new content comes your way over at to have and to roll if you're listening to LARP Tales on an audio platform like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, consider giving us a five-star review. This just helps people find the content. We do also have a Patreon if you wish to support us in a monetarily fashion. Uh, it currently sits at like three bucks if you want to just help support us. We currently release uh an average of uh, three episodes of LARP Tales every month, so that's like a buck an episode. Uh, you can chuck us if you want to support us in that way. You are, of course, under no obligation to do so. And with all that out of the way, let's get into our recap of The Reaper's Rest. Yeah, so we got to go to Reaper's Rest, which is, um, as you may have guessed, it's an event run by the Crimson Reapers. And the Crimson Reapers held this event at one of the members' homes. So real life, this was a place called Pennard House, which was a beautiful big manor building, um, like with paintings over the walls mirrors several different buildings and sections to it amazing like furniture like I was walking around being like it reminds me of the types of places that you visit and normally there is like um red velvet um ties in the waves so you can't go and touch all the furniture and I was like oh we're just allowed to wander around here I'm just gonna keep my hands to myself <laughs> but it was just it was absolutely beautiful um so like i said obviously it's the crimson reapers that ran this event and the reapers and especially us within the mortars have a quite a few connections with um with our backstory with them and everything um so Nymeria has connections with one of the reapers in particular uh, which happened during her test of ardor but i believe damon already did damon already have connections with them beforehand yeah no so um yeah so so me and dolly made a connection i think we talked about it when dolly was on the on the podcast we've had we've had two crimson reapers on the podcast before uh it's complete favoritism um <laughs> i'm kidding we we do love we do love other uh leagueish uh, cartels um but yeah we, we uh made a little bit of a um a bit of a backstory connection because uh anybody who knows the crimson reapers and house mortaire our color schemes are the same <laughs> and our like aesthetics very similar because it's 
uh, skulls and roses and we both have winter covens and yeah it's it's similar we, we seem to be the dornish and uh leagueish versions of each other which is really cool um ho- however the the crimson reapers as a as a group as an oc group and a force on the field are way bigger than us currently <laughs> so they're, they're good allies to have yeah i know like i didn't realize how many crimson reapers there actually were um so it was quite cool sort of meeting lots of them at this event because i've only really had a connection with like a small group of the reapers so far um so it was really cool just getting to know the rest of them and just getting a bit more of that sort of vibe from them because i mean like at empire we're obviously just there for the weekend it's that small amount of time but you're split like your time is so split between absolutely everything that I feel like I only get tiny little snippets all of conversation with the reapers whereas having like an entire evening with them I was like wow there's like you know so much going on here and it was just nice you know organically learning a bit more about the league a bit more about the reapers and getting a bit more of a feel of what the league really are like as a nation as well. well it's um, quite cool yeah. because we did a league league dawn player event or a league based player event uh, the week before as well. So we've basically come from Tosato, we figured out, and Damon and Nymira kind of doing this tour. So this this was in Temeshwar. Um I think the group are actually like uh, I see they're based in Spiral. Um, but they have moved away because there's like near Spiral is the black Spirelli. Spirelli. Uh, not sure. I don't know how. I don't know how. Um, I don't know how PD feels about Spirelli, but uh, hey, 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 Dolly said Spirelli. Spirelli. So we just blame Dolly if it's not right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but blame Dolly. Yeah. So we we've done this like we did this big loop of like going through the league. So Damon and Nymira have been doing this like posh tour where we just stop off and go to parties it's awesome which is basically what this player event was this wasn't any like plot or anything this is a social player event so it's just about standing around drinking they had they had jewels and things like that which was quite um quite fun so it took me a while to figure out what the dueling was about it was basically just larp combat but you were trying to because i thought oh people are going hard how many hit points do people have but they were trying to hit a, a cup out of each other's hands so it was like whoever had the liquid in the in the goblet um yeah so it was like you could like sign up to do it and everything um i was like i've just had a whole event where i'm fighting in this dress it ain't happening again when i watched the fighting i must admit i was sitting here being like i should have signed up to it this looks like fun but yeah they like started each with them a little goblet with liquid inside it and you had to have you know that was part of it was like making sure you had like the most left at the end sort of thing um and people were doing different things with it some people were like cupping their hands on it for some people not sure how effective this is but it just looked wonderful they were just like holding it up like above them and just fighting with the other hand as if it was nothing you know and i was like that that's, that's pretty cool actually yeah, yeah. um so they did that outside because the, they had the they had the main building which was so so i'm pretty sure this was the same place they had it last year we were we didn't attend last year um but it's yeah it's a beautiful like robin said a big beautiful manor house and it's in uh lovely somerset 
um, which is only down the road from us, really. So it's, it was it was handy. Mo- pretty much most of the player events we've been to um, have been closed, apart from the one we went up in the Lake District. Um, that was like the longest drive. But we we are lucky in this part of the country we can get to most of the player events pretty easily. You know, so we're we're quite lucky. Um, unfortunately, all the people that come down from Scotland or over from Europe uh, don't quite have the just basically the economic funds for us really like if if i if i could afford it i'd probably be at one every single weekend Uh, oh yeah like there's so many and the fact that whenever you say to people like oh what player events have you got coming up and they like list all these different events off and i'm like oh i'm not going to any of those ones i kind of want to go to those ones but i've got like you know the list of ones that i've committed to and there's one though because there's one that i kept being like you know maybe we could make that one work um which is seven seven hours that so everybody talks you, about yeah. Yeah. yeah and i was like maybe we can make that one work but yeah there's a few of them that, and then people will literally just say oh yeah is anyone going to this one and yeah like you say i have no idea what they're what they're talking about you know and they, they tell you about it and like that sounds really good i i think what's great about the player events is that they're they're kind of capped on numbers so you you know you it yes it does spread the community out quite a bit but at least the whole community gets together four times a year. You know, what was what sucked about the convention scene and the cosplay scene when we were in it was that everyone used to go to the big cons and you'd see everyone. And then there was a there was a Comic Con in every little village and town and they were on every single weekend. And it kind of just split the community because everyone was going to different things, at least at least with the Empire community, the player event scene is really good because you only get like 40 people going to this one 40 people to go in that one and then four times a year the entire community gets to come together one of the things i really love about the player events as well is that it gives you that sort of game obviously you get a lot of game at the events but one thing i didn't really consider was the game that it creates after the player event like being able to send icy mail to your own housemates to be like hey so we did this or hey uh we might have got our house into a bit of trouble so good luck with that or even just like meeting new people both like meeting sort of like new people your characters not met but also i was surprised at how many new players were at these events and that's such a cool way to kind of bring them in because you've instantly got all this stuff you can role play about anvil you can literally be like oh you know i actually went to visit one of the homes of the the crimson reapers and i saw this and did that or i went to this wedding and i got to meet all these people and it's it's such a cool way of 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 bringing people together in that sense so yeah i wish i could go to all the player events but i'm really glad that i've got friends in character who have gone to different events and are coming back and being like, so this has happened. And it's like, wow, like I'm, I didn't live through it, but I'm hearing about it through you in character as well. And it's like, I, I just love it. Um, I think that, I think I've definitely got the player event bug though. Like from, from, from being like, oh no, I think the four events a year is enough. You know, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of, a lot of time and everything. And now I'm like, I want, I want all the player events. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think with the player events and we, we, I found it with this one and definitely the one we've, we've just come back from as well. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's usually an evening and it's like, by the time you get warmed up and into the LARPing 
you get your lot muscles stretched the event's over you know like it, which is which is good in a way for the event because you leave on a high like you, by the time you, if you're laughing for like six or seven hours you know you start out and you know it's like you know you get just getting into it getting into it and then by the time you're like at hour like five and six you're actually the conversations are flowing and then you get excited and then the event's over you're like, oh no that's oh that's that's it you know we could have could have gone another like two days you know <laughs> so but, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it gets you really hyped up for um it gets you really hyped up for the actual events now it's funny i come back from every player event thinking like and this isn't like any any shade at uh, any of the actual events we've been to i think I've, I've enjoyed all the events we've we've gone to but i always go away thinking i don't know what i would think if that was my first experience of larp or i don't know what i would think if that was my first experience of empire larp and i'm always surprised to to because i know that at reaper's rest and we literally came back from history and virtue which we'll, we'll cover on the next on the next week um the amount of uh, brand spanking new empire players there were, and I think that yeah, history and virtue there were new larpers there, you know, brand new larpers, and I'm like, that's um, especially when it's a social event with no plot, and it's literally just it's literally just kind of improv conversation on this massive world with such deep lore. It it, it boggles my mind that um, yeah, people are brave enough to to jump in. I'm glad they do, but. Like, definitely but like on the flip side of it we have had people see that to us being like i cannot believe that people come to like empire as brand new larpers and that's their first experience is that big fest lap but that's what we did and that's just how we kind of like so, so it, i think it works on both sides is the people that you know were introduced in, in smaller larps or in player events they're like well i do not know how you were able to do it straight away into a best lab system whereas we're kind of like oh i don't know how i managed to do it like straight from like a like, like a like a player event i guess it's just it's an experience i guess you can't have both experiences can you so it's, well, it's yeah, hard you to never kind of know them yeah i guess <laughs> I, I guess you never know i mean there, there was a um there was a group uh a new marcher group at reaper's rest um i kind of knew they were coming because i I'd, I'd met one of the members at eversley um and yeah i mean they, they told me that their new empire but definitely they've been laughing but um new empire a new empire group and they came in and the, uh, like their kit is at a player event and their kit is awesome i guess that's one thing you can do if you're like right we're going to we want to hit the ground running um i i guess it was a little bit easier for Maybe it wasn't easier because I know we've had a couple of people on the podcast that have said, "Oh yeah, our first because a lot of people started twenty twenty two after the after COVID and they hit the ground running because they went to player events." Whereas we came in being like, "I don't know much about the world. I'm just going to be a Dornish knight, and that's kind of it, you know." And it's that's that's two just different experiences, you know. I think uh, you know that marcher group that I spoke to, you know, that they had a very um it seemed like they had a very good idea of what they wanted to be within empire instead of coming and being like, Oh, we'll just see how it goes. They were like, no, this, this is our brief. This is our house. Uh, this is, they, um, yeah, they, they did it like really well as well. Like they are, um, their kit and everything. It was, even though they were brand new, I just met these people. I could instantly tell, like looking around, like who was part of that group. It was just like, it was so easy to tell. And 
what was really nice about that group actually everyone was really lovely to role play with um and i actually didn't realize they were new to, to empire until like i think we were like um in the in the car back and you were like oh yeah no they were like um brand new to empire and everything i was like no way because <laughs> that was awesome what, what was what was interesting as well is that um now that we are like we're coming into our third year of of being empire larpers as well um yeah i mean i'm definitely not uh an authority i'm playing more of a character that probably that has more opinions than godric did anyway so i'm paying a little bit more attention to certain things but what was quite funny is that uh the new uh like the the new marcher was you know they they were bringing up things that i was present for as godric you know and so it's 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 quite funny and then but it was it was it was more fun being able to interact with newer empire players having that experience in in world you know and because it's a political pvp game so i don't know whether like the pvp is political right in in empire you can't deny that i I sometimes wonder whether it's almost a bit of a harsh term political pvp um because sometimes the it's the, the fun in the game is uh is the discussion you know you you are you you have these political discussions with friends and yeah you can have kind of enemies on the field i guess you know you can have um opponents on the field if you're like you know if, if if you think one thing they think another and you're maybe vying for a similar hat or you're trying to get like if you're in senate and you want a certain motion through and you're someone's fighting against it that's one thing but the little kind of discussions where they're like all right well i mean especially with the march of dawn thing it's like yeah <laughs> you know they're like oh yeah you know we, we think that explain especially like i love the i love new empire player you know enthusiasm when you bring it down to right the basics when people just come up to you and be like so what's the deal with yo folk then like what's the deal with what's the deal with you know what's the deal with tests of metal and you you get to be like oh yeah well and it's it's not pvp but that is the soul of the game i think um, yeah like, i'm not entirely really... sure what i'm trying to say here i'm trying to say there's a, there's a layer of a game of the game that isn't described as pvp or combat against barbarians yeah i know exactly i mean like you get to what i love when it comes to those sort of questions is you really get to exercise your own role play play skills and everything as well i mean there's different ways to role play and I always try to be that like yes and yes but sort of role player if I can I really do try hard with that and when you get those sort of questions it can be quite easy to shut them down and just be like yeah you know like um have that sort of you know very noble-ish sort of look on it but what I've been enjoying is the challenge of being this you know Donish noble who has been a noble for quite a while and has very strong views and opinions but when those sort of new sort of things come up of that's a good example of like you know what's the deal with you folk of being able to give that yes and role play sort of like response to it 
will still be in this sort of like um i'm not gonna say snooty because i don't think we're snooty but the sort of uh, (laughs) noble um non-ish feel to it which is 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 a lot of fun to just play with especially with the marchers but but it's got to be you've got to um you've got to participate you have to participate in laughing in role-playing because when you're improving like if you go to you can improv on your own right but then when you go to an improv class or you're you're doing improv exercises with people the person you're doing the exercise with has to participate in improv too because if you're going yes and and the other person isn't yes anding then it's not working and in a larp sense it's when it's not working it's not fun so yeah if, if i'm if i'm playing the you know if, if a marcher comes up to me and is like oh yeah you know i'm a marcher what the hell what's the deal with this test of metal stuff and i'm dornish nobling back at them being like okay well this look this is how you know this is how what being a noble of dawn means um but they're not yes ending my nobility my dornish noble character then it's not fun then it's then it's someone just grilling you you know so yeah got, they, there's got a bit there's got to be both people have to be yes anding you know it's just like oh cool yeah i'm gonna play up to your dornish noble character i'm gonna play up to your marcher character you know yeah and that's where the fun comes in because it encourages one another and the thing is they we're doing it to have fun right we're, we're there to have fun and to grow these characters and also to make those relationships now you can do that by having a bit of um, a conflict and that's like you said oliver like the the, the pvp sort of stuff that's where it comes in and i must admit some of the strongest relationships I have formed, I would say both I see and see actually, have actually come from an initial bit of not always conflict, but a bit of a disagreement as such, a bit of a rivalry on a certain point. Because first of all, out of character, you need to have quite a bit of trust with one another if you're going to actually um, sit and argue with someone and you get to know one another pretty quickly. Um, but also like in character, you you have that sort of like really strong connection with that person. Um, I mean, like one of the first things I did when it came to creating Nymeria is I did create a lot of um, interact, a lot of um background ties and things with other people and it was mainly people that I was like um comfortable around and knew quite well but there was quite a few of them that I didn't know at all and barely really knew out of character but in character we'd had that conflict we'd had that sort of those interactions and I was like wow you were a lot of fun to role play with and I really love the connection with you and I feel quite safe around you I want that again so I'd quite like it if maybe we had met at some point maybe there is a little disagreement in the past and maybe we can uh, rekindle some of that because we were good at that you know and I, I do I do like that kind of thing um but yeah, new players at these sort of player events and everything, it is wonderful. And it's weird to say that as well, because sometimes I still think of myself as a new player and then I sit and think about how much we've been LARPing. And I think it's because I compare myself to people that have been there since the first event or since the previous ones and are like Odyssey players and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm just a, I'm just a new LARPer, really. <laughs> Yeah, no, we have we have a good mix. I mean, we're we're very fortunate in that in that um, 
in that way that we've we've got quite a few friends that yeah like you say are, are like legacy players of like pd games and just uh like legacy LARP players and, and things like that which is good because you get a whole a whole range but you you learn that it's people want to play with you just like circling back to the whole yes and thing and something you brought up with the conflict i think the thing with like you want conflict but there's a difference between, and I think I, I can only now kind of articulate this because I think I only now understand it, is that there is a difference between someone, like, a, if so if I've got my Marcher character and I'm just like, mm. I don't like Dornish people. That's that's not as fun as what the game actually facilitates is, I think uh, the Marchers should be concentrating on Marcher problems, not helping the Dornish with Dornish problems. And you might nail that down to yeah we don't want to be moving our army here or i don't i think we should be uh doing more on this front instead of that front because basically the dornish haven't helped us in this that they're just they're all they're all partying in the barrens and they don't give a shit about what's happening over with us we should be helping the freeborn that's that's way more of a yes and or a no but than oh i just don't like just don't like dornish people you know Um, which is what why i think pd like squashed some of the um like the briar hate stuff it's just like because they had yeah. a thing where people go oh i just don't like briars you know it's just like that's that's not that's not fun to interact on both ends you know that that's that's just yeah. gonna ba- basically be like oh you're a briar I instantly don't like you um and some a lot of, a lot of players do get this really um do this really well as, as well that you can be like oh i default don't like uh dornish nobles um but there's a difference between someone going oh, i just don't just don't like you and i don't want to interact with you if, if you encourage to interact with me i'm just going to be nasty to you until you leave me alone type thing then you know if you have someone like l's character i was who, gonna say l l does this bit quite well <laughs> yeah who is just like oh yeah you know uh, and you get a bit of banter back and forward you know and that's mm. that's 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 a fun conflict that you you, yes, you can it's have fun mm. it's back and forward there's something that you want to kind of like mm. grasp onto and jump to you you when she does that role play you want to bite back mm. instead of being like okay i'm not really wanting to speak to this person anymore i think i'm kind of gonna uh, walk the other way there is a difference there yeah but but yeah i mean so so yeah, like at this event then, when we, um... yeah, we, we... I just, I just thought that was... The thing is, we're talking about social events, you know, and this this, yeah. this was this was an event of, of standing around and talking for uh, it... six hours, which is what a, a social empire event is. You know, if, you, if you've never been to an empire player event, that's a social event. That's, that's pretty much what you're going to do. You're going to have your character in a setting um, for role play. So I just, I, I, as we went down that, road i thought that this is quite valuable insight i think yeah i know like um yeah so we, we did do like a lot of that like 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 talking and um you know making those connections uh right right the start of the event luckily um fark kindly gave us a tour around the place so we got to have this tour and this was this was quite funny actually um we got to um walk around the main house and see the 300 um, living areas, like living rooms, sitting areas that were, that were made up. Um, so I went around each one. It's like, oh, this is, you know, the room that we, we play games in. This is the room that we sit. This is the other room that we sit. And this is the third room that we sit in case we don't want to sit in the other two rooms. And then they took us to the painting room. The painting room, out of character, 
is where our wonderful photographer had set everything up so that you go in and get um, paintings taken, which I just thought was such a cool idea because he was able to set everything up and really personalize it to certain characters, which I was like, that's that's so cool. Um, and then we got to be taken to something that I've never been part of, um, both in real life or in fantasy life, actually. We got to go to the auction um you've never been to an auction in real life i've never been to an auction no. <laughs> wow wow you must have been in an auction is it that weird no it is a little bit doing... weird <laughs> you've never been never not like a charity auction or anything like uh. no Being no LARP. type of auction at all yeah larp larp opens many many doors to many <laughs> many experiences <laughs> i'm like i feel like i would have been to like a farm style auction at some point but i don't think i have actually no i don't yeah. think i ever have yeah yeah anyway, well the, yeah we got the to auction, was, auction. <laughs> yeah the auction was very good it's very leagueish. very um i uh, felt like the auction was there for certain for certain players to um flex a little oh, bit which was so oh, that's, cool it's <laughs> the entire point of it it's the entire point of it is to is to i don't flex. need that white granite but mm. i can afford it and you can't <laughs> yeah, yeah so i think um i think i think the league is trying to save up for an army um they made that very clear uh so i think i I'm, i think some of the funds were, were going to that i don't know maybe all of them who knows who knows with the league um it was quite cool actually so like they had this auction and the items that they were auctioning off there was a whole range of things so they had like a lot of in character things like i said um like like white granite there um weights of mithril um this sort of stuff they also had like sort of physical items things that people had like donated to it and uh, they also auctioned off a few of the reapers don't know what they were doing with them but they auctioned a few of those off i'll, I'll be i'll be honest i got <laughs> i got a little bit jealous of um players with money <laughs> i got a little bit like i kind of uh th thing is te technically we are uh the the, the so the, the the group because you and i haven't been part of the group since we started larping the group itself started with basically like i think it was just the two two members and he won in 2022 and it's like slowly been growing um the, ha the house doesn't have like anywhere near the, the money that some of these some of these groups has in 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 world um and we have uh very large ambitions coming into this year so um oc i am on a tight budget and i was just like oh god you know i could actually afford some of this stuff going up for auction i just want to because it was a couple of times i was like i just want to bid just just so i could put my hand up but then i'm like i'm not gonna risk like not yeah. being outbid <laughs> there's no way that was the thing i was kind of thinking that as well. i was like i could just like drive a price up just for the fun of it and i was like um like a backfire I, I i i i don't have much money and i owe so many favors mm. i don't know i've offered people at this point yeah let's not go too into that and uh, <laughs> we have money people we have money we can totally yeah, pay we, we can, can totally pay you all that we can totally pay off all our debts all our debts yeah uh, we're definitely going to have to give birch away at this point that's the only way we're going to be able to clear everything up <laughs> I love, I love, 
I love to think that people have no idea who Birch is. Just think you mean, just just we have to give all this wood away. Um, yeah, but Birch is the house butler, so. <laughs> oh, even with the wood, we're in we're we're in Weirwood, okay? We have a lot of wood. Oh. Oh dear, yeah, but we. So we got to see this auction, everything, and um, the the dueling and so on, which was pretty incredible um but then they had um we, we got to go and have this big meal now the meal was in, in like another building which is like um out of character this is would have been traditionally like an old sort of barn and you still have all the old features like the tie-up rings and things in there but it was, a, it, was a, a, we- it was a wagon house it was like i don't know yeah. this for a fact but being someone in this in that kind of part of the world in in real life they, they, it was like it was set up for carriages and horses and things like that to be tied yeah. up and, and hitched up and things like that so um but be- but it's been like refurbished and redone like beautifully and they've kept yeah all that. it's it's like a, a wedding venue now so the, the the stalls that would have been for wagons to be hitched up and things in are now like converted into booths there was um like a dance floor situation um and then like an upstairs with all the the food so that was pretty cool we got to like head up and get something to eat and have quite a lot of um, food as well wasn't it conversations yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah they had, <laughs> had long tables uh, it, it was a shame because obviously the fact that yeah we, we had plenty of space to to um you know to, to go upstairs and sit down they had these beautiful long long tables yeah. for the event it was it was just a bit of a shame that it because it is a player event with not too much time a lot of people were in and out there quite quick i know we stayed for quite a while but like obviously people were sat down ate their food and then went away again so it wasn't it wasn't so much a big like folk the meal wasn't a big focus you know so it wasn't as if there was anything it was just literally just come come get your food sit down uh eat quickly have a drink and then go back downstairs you know and, and yeah go back out to the route to the to the main the main buildings so yeah what i quite liked as well at this event is it gave me an opportunity to actually make some more in-house connections um because we had um Pinat with us and in character obviously like um i haven't been able to do a lot of role play there so it was quite cool getting to do a bit more of role play just with our own house members and have those discussions get that sort of background and um, backstory discussion and stuff and actually reminding myself as well of what the other members of our house are up to and it was quite cool to make that connection um because i think we kind of did a whole thing where we're like oh because the the player wasn't at the last event we were at we were like oh but you know your character would have been there like with the wagon somewhere so we were like deciding we could actually bring that kind of stuff into here to be like oh yeah well it's not to go and sleep out in the wagon while we were stuck at this wedding you know <laughs> yeah because the wedding at tosato there was like yeah we, we were at we were at the wedding and then they they put a big barricade around the the village apparently that's why we couldn't we couldn't technically leave so it was like it would be funny if uh the yo folk were left or the, the night errants were left uh <laughs> left with the left with the wagon um yeah you mentioned uh photography earlier so shout out mm. to richard burge yeah rich had a uh got some really good shots of well they got good shots of everyone but particularly got some uh amazing shots of um uh, Nymeria Damon and uh, the House Maltaire contingent uh, that was there. Um, I liked how people were referring it to as like the you know the portrait room. You know, <laughs> you go and get your portrait painted and uh, and things like that. He, he got a going back to like the kit um, and the similarities between Maltaire and uh, the Reapers. 
uh, Richard got a real good shot of like a load of us walking from the house to the 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 barn where the bar was mm -hmm. um and it was quite cool seeing like Morte members and the the crimson reapers and how kind of like similar the aesthetics were um i i really like that shot uh oh, it's, i think it's one of my favorites of nymeria because he really captured everyone's personalities so we had you know fark up front just like you know leading the way looking all flamboyant like this way being, this is where we're heading being fabulous <laughs> being fabulous um and it had the other reapers each showcasing their own like personalities and it's got nymeria given like some kind of death stare to one of them i don't know what is happening but i'm just like wow that really captures the vibe I want to give her, you know, that sort of spooky, gothic, like, mm -hmm. you know, clearly just like <laughs> cursed eyes at someone. And then it's, I like how every photo, Damon is always just behind Naomi or like at her shoulder. And it's almost a sort of situation of like, she's up front, like being all angry changeling and giving a lot of talk and stuff but knowing that she has Damon right behind her and ain't no one messing with him yeah well I, I quite <laughs> I quite like the fact that we've got a, a, that a different dynamic to what Aaron Allen Godric had and it's coming through in like pictures like that obviously we're looking at it because we know the characters a bit more intimately um but it seems to be coming through in 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 pictures because like the shots that we always had of Godric and Aaron L was that Godric was always kind of up front you know and Arnell was usually like behind behind the shield and they were both very like you know gun ho like let's 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 go it you know ch charge into it head first um and Godric's like yeah i have the shield i'll protect everybody type thing and these two characters when you see pictures of them they are very very they give up a very different vibe which i'm i'm really pleased about you know and just little subtle things like you said i usually walk behind you you know, um, <laughs> and but obviously to, to like to the side of you, so not in a like yo folk type of way. But I usually walk, um, to 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 the side of you, um, because like you said, you're a bit more like, um, yeah, you 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 a bit more aggressive and 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 fiery, you know, <laughs> type thing. I think with this event, you definitely hit your stride coming into Nymeria. I don't know how you. I just apologize to the Navari player. Yeah, I was about was... to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Navaria player who was putting vigilance pegs on everyone. Some people may think I overreacted. I just want you to know that I did not overreact. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I love how you, you're doing that take on the, the Adornish, Adornish changeling like that. <laughs> you know, uh, because, yeah, you were like, basically, you put a vigilance peg on me, I'm going to curse you. Because <laughs> I was just like. Technically curse yeah. them. No, you didn't. About, no, but you, you, yeah, you, you threat. You threat. them, I was going to. <laughs> yeah, you threat, so, which it might happen. Yeah. Like, I'm really having fun with the changeling game this time because I'm like, I want to really play that changeling character, that character who is fiery, who is scary to be around, but also, um, Try and be close to me, but try not to be like annoying. It's that sort of like trying to do that mix of being like, oh, you know, it's difficult I'm to be here every role playing character to be to be fair. <laughs> so. Yeah, but yeah. So Namaria has got this thing, and I've slowly developed this through the player events actually, where she now has all these um, thistles um, in her her hair, 
and her thistles have meaning which will come out very soon because um house mortar are actually quite transparent with their flower codes um yeah which from is my cool. understanding we well, yeah because i've been like, i've been you. very transparent anyway i've been like mm. um but yeah from my understanding of the brief that the others came up with that um it is just a this is what it means type thing which um i don't know whether this is intentional i'm sure assuming it was but lines up with winter um sensibilities as well because winter is all about yes. telling you exactly what you're getting so it's not um we're sneaky freaking summer people uh listen don't start yeah all right. they're like <laughs> sneaky i mean you're touched by you're touched by summer but um yeah that also grew up in the summer house so i know you may think you know you what you're getting with winter but you don't yeah, it's, it's just luring you into a sense of security yeah. everyone yeah. <laughs> talking about um summer and winter and that uh shot with us all kind of walking and our kits being similar there's a lot a lot that's the wrong word uh so that, but there was a couple of people at the like last player event this player event um possibly at the reapers as well that obviously don't know our new character they're meeting our characters for the first time and a couple of them have like not been overly sure what nation we're in just at a glance um so we've had a, a couple of people say we're high guard we've had a, a couple of people ask us if we're leaguers as well um which i get um funnily enough it's it's been quite an interesting kind of trigger for role play as well because uh we have like a win and that we're not obviously we're not the only ones with the with the darker uh color palette and a little bit more gothic you know there, there are some like really well established like gothic -y, uh goth houses if you like uh in in dawn but a lot of people are used to seeing the more kind of like vibrant kind of colors um and they're not used to seeing the the more kind of spooky looking dawnish people and uh what's been interesting is that i've had a couple of conversations where people have said in character oh yeah dawn is a summer nation which is is interesting to me because uh so my ambition as damon um my general ambition is to grow the reputation of the house and i basically looked at the brief that that mark wrote up for the house uh, one of them is you know we want to grow the reputation of the house but the the one of the main ones is to bring winter you know to the point where it is equal to summer uh in dawn which uh people say oh yeah it's it's a it's a summer nation and i i think i i get i get why people would think that um because there's been lots of summer rituals done on dawnish armies and there are a lot of summer mages but at anvil uh so in, in the in the recent player uh since the game started that's obviously representative of of what how many like seven years with covid like eight years of yeah. in world time right so that's not representative of hundreds of years of of imperial history so our house coming in and I'm like, look, like winter is as much uh, of a force in dawn as as summer. That it just says that there are more players playing summery people in dawn. And I understand. So, but the people at Anvil aren't representative of that. We are a representative of the people of the Empire. 
but just because there's more summary houses on Am- an anvil in world that doesn't necessarily there's there's not a good spread of people uh playing all the uh different types of ma- with all the different types of magic and things like that um so in character i i, I find it quite fun because people are literally saying oh well you know dawn's a, dawn's a somehow someone literally said we were talking about festivals like dawn needs more festivals um which out of character i actually agree with um yeah. but uh and i've already covered that loads of times about dawnish festivals um but one of the things they said oh yeah we should have it in summer i'm like why because dawn is a summer nation and i'm like in character i'm like why why is it summer nation well it's it, so it's 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 been fun interacting with that because it is it, it, it by the by the mechanics of the game it doesn't have to be that way you know because what they've done is they've made a game where you can have every combination i understand why i understand why there are there are more changelings maybe in dawn and more marrows yeah. in urizen and more draugir in uh Varushka because yeah. certain things kind of line up but you are perfectly allowed to make a winter a uh, uh a draugir who is a night mage that is a dawnish troubadour like you're perfectly at will to do that like, like the game the, the game isn't designed for you to make that combination and you walk into the field and people go oh that's not that's not dawnish so yeah. at its essence i don't think any nation is actually associate is, is supposed to be associated with any um so it, it can be up to the players to be like basically what i'm trying to say is that it's like as it's 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 interesting game for me to be like no why okay well everyone thinks it's a, it's a summer nation well let's let's see if we can let's see if we can turn the dial a little bit more but yeah it it was just it was just that was just an observation of our kit and people thinking oh are you highborn or are you leagueish because you have like the skulls and things like that yeah, yeah that like that like you said that creates those conversations and it allows you to flesh out your character in a sense a bit more but also exercise those skills because like you said there is nothing against playing something that people may not associate with a specific nation I do feel though you need to be prepared for that kind of pushback and to be able to um role play with it accordingly because that's been quite a lot of fun with people being like oh you know you're oh you're winter or you're like gothic you know and trying to be like oh so you're 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 in dawn you know i thought they were very colorful and being able to actually have that role play um creates those sort of strong components of people and um yeah like i i really enjoyed sort of playing with nymeria's kit um i have so many plans for her kit going forward as well which has been a lot of fun um but i have quite liked that sort of dark gothic look and feel that she's she's got so far um so i'm although i definitely miss rnl and i miss her kit and i miss it i feel like i've managed to create something with nymeria now because somebody had said to me before like oh i'll miss them seeing rnl's silhouette and i just thought what, how, how do I create this again? <laughs> what can I do that is just so different from RNL, but still so striking from a distance? And I feel like I'm getting there with Nymeria, especially with her cool space buns and thistles. Uh, um, yeah. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> Even just, well, people are approaching, approaching you very differently uh, to oh, yeah. uh, Nymeria. <laughs> um, and 
that's what I mean. I feel like you hit your stride, which is which is the benefit of going to these types of player events, especially when you go to a few before the first event, especially since our characters were brand new at the end of last year. So and it's been a, a while, so we haven't played them. So they're still we're still figuring out who they are, you know, and how yeah. we're going to interact with this world. Um, for you, I definitely, you know, obviously you had a, a good idea of who Nomiria was, but I feel like when you, you know, you did the the first player event that we went to, the murder wedding, and then when you got to this one, I felt like by the end of this one, you were like, I, I could feel you were like comfortable in Nymeria being like, oh yeah, no, this, this is who this character, because again, like you, at the end of the, at the end of the event, you just being confident, just being like, you vigilance pegged me, I'm going to curse you. <laughs> <laughs> okay look i didn't curse them yet um yeah that, that was quite fun actually so this person they were like vigilance pegging people and i thought it was quite funny and everything. Should, we, should we clarify that just in case people have never heard that because it sounds it no sounds, i think it's, it's, it's terrible <laughs> yeah right so pe people will like i don't know i don't know who the hell started it um someone will know uh but uh so vigilance is virtue of the of the the way in empire mode you actually got one so they are literally clothes i just saw it in the drawer next to me i don't know why yeah. it's here but yeah. there we go they are clothes pegs is that just a regular peg though is that it's a regular peg but oh, regular the peg. vigilance ones say vigilance yeah, down so... the side yeah so people will like uh put them on people's kits if they're not being so it's, it's like a sign that you're not being very vigilant um it's it's sort of fun. It's sort of fun. It gets it gets a little it gets a little bit old when you've when you've done uh, several hours of it. But uh, yeah, like I, I I spotted them trying to get a couple of times, and I kind of like gave them like this sort of death stare of just don't even bother. And then they were like standing next to me a little bit, and they disappeared. And then I found out they'd clearly because I was like having my back to a wall. They must have clearly went over the booth, and they pig they, they put it on my hair. And I was like, when I realized it was there, took it off. And we were like heading out and everything. I saw them stand there. I was like, got an idea. I pulled part of the thistle off of my hair, attached it to the peg, walked up to them and handed it to them. And they were kind of like looking around and stuff. And they were in, they were in a group. And I was just like, you know, you know vigilance may be one thing. But you need to work on your wisdom. And I turned around and walked away. Okay. I was like, that's literally what I said to them. I was like, that was good fun. Yeah. I had no intention of cursing them. Maybe. Depends. If they do it again, then you know. Yeah. So, so it's it, for people that are wondering, oh, yeah, what actually happened at the event? So, this is a social event that uh, we're, we are playing characters that we have. Uh, we we have a lot of ambitions that we want to uh move forward with in a game that is as as long and drawn out as empire is what i'm trying to say is that we can't divulge conversations uh because one it wouldn't it wouldn't really be fun to do so but obviously like we spend a lot of our time uh trying to get uh, game for ourselves and all that is actively kind of going on you know deals yeah. that, deals that are being <laughs> done conversations about certain things going on the empire we're trying to our characters are trying to move forward either themselves or move the house into a better better light where we are vying for positions that we obviously don't want to divulge publicly on a podcast um until they are all uh, said and done uh some of the conversations i'm trying to think of some of the conversations that were quite just nice and, and easy going um, there was a, a Varushkin that um, uh, 
I think auctioned off a piece of their brain. Um, yeah, it was turned into a candle. Yeah, turned into candle. And they were, they were telling me about I can't remember what they were. They were like brush. It was it was it dire diatex. I think it was diatex, right? Something like that. Yeah, it was. So that was a fun conversation. I think I think they had been bitten by um, Baruchkin diatex. Oh, they had this cool like like skull mm. on their staff, and they weren't too sure yeah. who it's from. But then they were talking about it, and it was talking, and it was it was creepy. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. I spoke to a a, a Navari. I can't, I can't figure out whether they. I, th- I don't think they actually had a striding. Um, but the the character was like telling me how, yeah, that they, they they had a striding once, and uh, now they're just like on their own. And we had a good conversation about um, battle lines and and things like that and family. And the great dance, which is a whole Navari thing, so which is like Damon has a, a soft spot for the great dance, um, and that uh, kind of ethos that that the Navar have. Um, Navar's a real cool nation, actually. I don't, I, we, I don't get to interact with it as a nation so much. It just our game doesn't re- ever really take us uh, to interact with Navar very often. I hardly ever get to speak to any Navari. Yeah, I mean. I think there's been like a few nations that we've not had. Uh, I think I interacted with every nation really heavily as RNL. And then I was really worried about playing Nymeria and be not having those connections. These player events have given us connections in many other nations and given us that excuse and reason to go over and to find those people again and to go to certain events and know what's happening. I keep but, you know, like, keep it in mind, our characters are new to Anvil. They don't know all the things that are happening each time. And they're, why would they? And why would they want to attend them? So it's quite cool to have all these interactions beforehand. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think this all then takes us up to um, the, the, most interesting the, night. Com- the most interesting conversation. Um, so I, me summarizing this, probably not the best person to summarize it. I'll just come at it from my understanding of what it is so the uh there is uh a a a character a character i think it's i'm already i'm already struggling to even because in character <laughs> and out of character damon is struggling with this concept so there is a figure called the reaper um and they are exactly how you might imagine them uh they are basically look like a grim reaper with a scythe uh so I think we mentioned way, way back. We'll go listen to the old podcast. Go, so way, way back when we were at E1, our very first event, right? Our very first event, which is weird now to think. So Aaron Allen Godric, uh, we were, it was a cold. Running around, no armor on. <laughs> no armor on. It was a cold Friday or Saturday night. I can't remember which one it was. I think it might have been Saturday. Friday. It was, it was a Saturday. Um, I'm sorry. I don't I'm, know actually. Whatever. Um, but the, huh. so it's one of the nights, and I remember um, us sitting. I think we were actually sitting with Morrigan. I think we were actually sitting with Morrigan, and she's, she's, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she said to us, "Oh yeah, if you're going to if you're going to the league, make sure you take a mask with you." And we were like, "What?" It's like, "Oh yeah, well, it's the festival of the Reaper. So if the Reaper looks at you without a mask on, you will die." So this is something that I don't know how long this has been going on. So there was a a well-established, well-established is the right word. Yeah, there was there was a well-known character in the league called Lorenzo. 
Um, and uh, it, it, the name's been mentioned on our podcast several times by several people. Uh, so the uh, so Lorenzo apparently looked upon the Reaper without a mask on, and he then died, um, which has caused all this kind of superstition and things like that. So I'm not. I, I think I'm pretty sure Dolly actually explain this will might have even explained it but that podcast was like over a year ago about 18 months ago i can't remember how well they how how, how much in depth they actually explain this so uh the the reaper is a player uh organized thing it's not it's not pdmpc i think it might have been right at the start i think right at the start i think there may have been a connection whatever but now it's it's a it's a a, a player-led thing and it's a group yeah. thing with the the from the Crimson Reapers, um, so they still every year E one have this festival of the Reaper, right? So anyway, at the Crimson Reaper event that we were at Reapers Rest, uh, and I knew this was going to happen, right? So people we were like, should we take masks now? Um, our like our like, I've been talking in this whole podcast about us like following following the brief laid laid out right of our house our house is all about accepting death death is an inevitability uh and it is about how you live this one life i mean we're, we're almost we're i know dame is i'm almost like a death cultist at this point right so if you, if you lean really into it um I'm pro I'm probably heretical, you know. Especially we're probably like Caleb worshippers. You could quite easily call us that. Um, Sorry, I feel like I just heard Silas. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, he here? <laughs> okay, we're, we're we're not we're not we're not that bad the, these days. But I think I think some of the old some of the um some of the previous in the in the history. But anyway, like the 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 whole thing, especially my character that's already has been a noble of House Mortaire for a, for a while. Um, is is a kind of blood mortar as well. Um, did a long test, like the test of metal I have in my head for him is that like it was a long study of death, accepting your death, things like that. So the, the whole idea of, oh yeah, we have to be afraid of death and hide ourselves from death is completely anathema to uh, my character's foundational beliefs. Uh, which So I knew it was going to be fun when uh, we were like, all right, we're going to this Reaper event. I'm like, the Reaper's definitely going to be there. And everyone was like, already, are you taking a mass the event? I'm like, well, no, I'm not. Because Damon doesn't, like, Damon doesn't care about that. Like, if anything, Damon's going to, like, the Reaper's going to be, like, his best buddy, surely, type thing. And, yeah, it was late at night and everyone, people were already coming up to us, weren't they? And being like, the Reaper's here, by the way. All right. Yeah. It was like, man. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, it's the, the prince of the the prince of the reapers. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you work that hard. I di I really didn't. I didn't mean to, mean to make you work that hard to convince me to put a mask on. Because um, I want I, this is going back to what we said earlier about the yes and thing. Like you know, I wanted like I was trying very hard to yes and. Because um, I was going to put the mask on, but I'm like this like this is a foundational thing about my character. Like, I can't just be like, yeah, go on then. Like, I have to. And then the problem was, like, and then the prince turned to you and was like, will you take one? You're like, no. I'm like, oh, you're going to you're gonna make them work as hard as okay, I just can I did. just, like, say something here out of character? Go on. So you were having this really in-depth conversation with the prince of the Reapers, and it was wonderful. There was many conversations going on at once. And I hadn't quite realized 
how hard you'd made him work for this and that you had like agreed at this point as well so like when he like turned to me I was like oh no no I'm just wearing glass anyway like carrying on from there and then it wasn't until like I realized and kind of like tuned into your tone I was like oh okay I'll make him work a little bit then I'll yeah, totally work yeah. I, I, anyway. like, again play, play it to the prince of the reapers uh like yeah I apologize I didn't I didn't mean to make you work that hard but so uh basically I was I was I was waiting for the word loyalty to come up and I'm like there's only one way there's only one way that I can be convinced at this point I'm like it's got it, like they have to say loyalty and they did eventually um uh, because we yeah we we have a relationship with the group and uh, hopefully a future relationship um as well a few things going forward so um loyalty was brought up and i was like yeah you know what i i will uh i'll put the mask on you know but uh yeah i have it in my head i'm like as soon as the reaper shows up um i'm going to talk to them you know um also like the mask thing uh I found this with Godric as well. Like Godric was fun to role play when he went to the league to look for love stories because the mask hearth magic again is very um opposite of the the Dornish brief as it as it is stated in the wiki. Like Dornish one of the first things you'll read or hear about Dorn if if you go to a Dornish player and you're not a uh like you're not an empire player and you want to know about dawn one of the first things they'll probably say is oh dornish wear their hearts on their sleeves like that that is one yeah. of the things that most people will will say you know and it's all about putting your, your true self that's what that phrase means it's it, your true self is open to the world right whereas the the mask half magic is all about you know we you know we wear certain masks to certain people you know and when we put the mask on this is this is us but it is a side of us that we want to project forward um and when we put a mask on we're also hiding another part of ourselves which is is understandably not very dornish at all so even even yeah. just so the fact that i'm wearing a mask and it is to hide from death i'm like this is this is this is really fun to to think what is my how is my character going to react to all this stuff um, but then, of course, the Reaper came along, right? Yeah, so the Reaper came along. And, okay, so first of all, to the costuming of this, this was amazing. The detail within this, and I saw it pretty blooming close, um, was just perfect. And whoever it was who was portraying the Reaper did a wonderful job. Um, all I really remember, I don't actually know who it was who was portraying the Reaper, but I do remember like their eyes like coming through the mask, and it was just it's pretty terrifying, but pretty wonderful at the same time. And speaking to them, it was it was weird because I felt like in that moment I would have told them anything. Like, and this is as Nymere, you know, that there was something about the way they were portraying everything and stuff. And I was like, wow, they could probably ask me anything. I'd be quite honest right now, which I think is quite cool, actually, especially like keep you, in mind, Nymeria. Yeah, yeah. You're immersed. Yeah I, yeah. I agree. I felt this I felt the same thing. It's really cool when you talk to an NPC and you're because on, su on some level, you know, when you are role-playing with your mates, um, you have the character, you probably know their character quite well, but on some level you're like, this is my friend who I'm talking to, and anything I say here, my friend will remember, 
Um, and a lot of times you will do that when you're role playing with people, but in those little moments where, like you said, you're like you're speaking to the Reaper, you come away from that and you start speaking OC as if like that's an actual Reaper and it's like not just another just another Lapa in in a in a costume. So well, yeah, I'll second that. Well, well, well done. It was good. It's good immersion when you can when you can do that. Yeah. So yeah, we um we spoke to the Reaper. We both spoke privately to the Reaper. We both said some things to the Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> leave it at that. Leave it at that. I um, think we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I mean it might it might come to it's too it's 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 early days with it, but I, I, I feel like um I feel like the storyline is like meant to be like, I feel like these characters that we have and they come to the league, we have allies in the league and we're speaking to a, a Reaper. It was like, I asked, I think I asked him three questions. I was like three, you, you got to do three. Um, so I asked him like three questions and yeah, the, the answers were interesting and it, it gave me a completely different outlook actually. Cause because I think my character would have a, a completely different outlook on who the Crimson Reapers are on what happened that evening and my interaction with the Prince of the Reapers if I hadn't spoken to the Reaper himself. Yeah. Because that cleared a lot of stuff up. And I was like, oh, right. Because a lot of conversations I was having about the Reaper during the night, especially when it comes to death and things like this. And then when I spoke to, I actually spoke to the Reaper, I was like, ah, right, okay. Well, or Damon was like, all oh, right, okay. I have an understanding now or more of an understanding of what's actually going on here. Yeah, I I didn't ask anything of the Reaper. But the Reaper told me something. So I'm like <laughs> I'm yeah. No, that way it was pretty incredible. <laughs> Actually, it was such a cool experience. <laughs> yeah, so even though like I said earlier, there's no plot. That's technically plot, isn't it? Because it's technically it's, it's yeah. It's I was kind thinking of that so we said it earlier, but... like, oh there's no plot. Like, mm, the Reaper was like yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the difference between what I would call plot is like, because I would just call that plot is because the organisers have put something there for the players to interact with. Like, if it's if it's completely just social, there's no plot, then it's just like, oh, one player is talking to another player and this is what we do. But if there's mm. something that has like, literally been put in front of players to for the players to interact with um, and, and whatever it is that's be, there to be interacted with has an obligation to interact back. As in, they're not just another player. They can just be like, I oh, you know, I'm going to go to bed early or something. You know, then that is plot, I guess. So, um, but yeah, good, good, good event. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think that's that's pretty much every everything we can say right now. But yeah. um, once uh, after we've been to E1, we are going to revisit this conversation. Yeah. And yeah. that's like a long teaser away, but um after you one we're going to revisit what actually was said <laughs> yeah yeah so th th this has been a quite it was quite a cool build even though it's been tiring the past few weeks going to all these player events um it has been good getting me into the mindset and I've, i kind of we're, we're gonna we're pretty much gonna hit e1 running i'll go back to kind of what we were saying earlier about like because you, you were saying oh yeah you love player events now because you get to do this that the other it, it's a weird one it's not it's not really there's not really much discussions in LARP about like pay to win because let's face it in like Empire LARP, like you can't escape the fact that you, you do kind of pay to win in some circumstances, i.e. Yeah. Um, buying weapons and armor because you, you do literally pay to, to get heavy armor. That's literally what, what, what you do. Um, I don't know whether you can actually say that, oh, people 
I don't think, and, and I'm I'm almost um, playing my own kind of devil's advocate here because I'm like, oh yeah, well, it's going to a player event, getting a leg up on people playing the game in uh, just at the Empire events, and it's like I don't think you can make that argument because it's just a it's just a way better form of icy mail, you know? Yeah. Because um, you do get basically my understanding is that. PD don't want you to what they okay let, let me put an example in because I probably I, I'm not going to articulate this correctly if I don't just do a a hypothetical so what they don't want you to do is they don't want you to go to a player event as a general and you get together with half of the military council and make a decision on what you're going to do at E1. That's what they don't want. Yeah. That's basically what they don't want you to do. They you know they don't want that. They want those meetings, um, in the synod, in the boss, in the in the you know the the voting, the um, military council decisions, the senate decisions, um, conclave decisions. They want those to happen on the field where you have yeah. all the people that have been elected or chosen or whatever to do to do the thing. Okay, so that's what they discourage. Everything else is is fine, you know. Everything yeah. else is just is just uh, icing on the cake of empire. It's literally just more. It's just more empire time. It's literally just more, like you say. It's more like, oh, I'm going to make a connection with this person, make a connection with that person, and yeah, you do get a bit of a leg up. But depending on how good you are at making friends, anyway, because like. So many people. We've literally had PD staff on here saying like friends is OP. It's it's literally yeah. So if you can do more making friends, then yeah, I guess you do get a bit of a leg up. But I guess as well, though, like at these player events, you've got a short amount of time. If you're trying to grab very specific, per sorry, a very specific person to um role play with about something in particular, then yes. But I see mail like you you compared it to I see mail is the thing, and it is completely free to or it can be completely free yeah. that way you can make those connections and ic mail is something that is done in many formats so when i first started i thought it was literally had to be like a written letter and posted so, so did i when people were talking about ic mail i literally mm. thought everyone was posting stuff and i was like well that's no that's commitment there's like there's all different formats some people will have ic conversations for example literally having a facebook messenger conversation switching the names around and having an icy conversation with that person um some people will send physical letters some people will um have proxies and things who are going to social events to have that discussion um other people will um do even things like like things like voice notes and things like that some people will do that sort of thing and personally what i do is i i write a letter i make it look really pretty and fancy um and then i send the actual text um with it um main reason i do that is because i'm dyslexic and i can't read a lot of the typography that comes through on a lot of the ic mail so i always send a physical text so that people can enlarge the text change it do whatever and then you can get that back and forth um there's so many options out there for that IC mail. So you can make those connections with people between events. And like Oliver already said, when it comes to ruling on IC mail, it's just simply to make sure people are not making decisions that should be made on the field. There's nothing against you making a connection with another player. 
um, and there's nothing against you asking for support from a house or a player or an organization asking for assistance with funding and so on there's nothing against that as long as you're not making these big decisions that should be done in real time at the events yeah i mean it's it, i don't want to say the words common sense but it, it's because yeah people do misunderstand um mm. basically like you said uh, if there's two of you talking in a conversation you're not like two people never make a decision at empire anyway like there's the, like no. the, the armies of the empire aren't going to move because two people had one conversation that might that might be however because it's a political pvp game that might be the the trickle of pebbles that cause an avalanche that's that's obviously the fun bit but the fun bit is you making friends and you go right okay how are we gonna how you and i we've made alliance we're loyalty you know uh how we need the help of this group and this group what do we want to do on the field to get their support so we can start making this happen that that that's all cool that's awesome obviously like i said before what they don't want is like half of the people with hats being like right we're making a decision when they get to the field this is already been made and there's no there's, yeah. there's no room for pvp as long as you're as long as you're doing that it's fine i think um probably another thing to mention as well like uh icy mail is done privately like cause just for reasons you're not allowed to do anything in character on forums like facebook or, no. for, or the pd forum so you can't talk in character on facebook uh, on the main page publicly basically yeah um, they don't allow that you can however put messages in those places to be like i'm trying to connect with mm. such and such of how such and such and if that person gives you permission to message them then you can go ahead and message them some people do not want to receive mail and that's totally fine um and they will usually put that quite publicly but yeah no not up from having mail yeah some people just don't do the mail field. they're just like no no i can't yeah i don't i just don't do it um real yeah. life is there and so you you want sometimes you want that that complete separation of no um that's my lark time is those events real life time i'm I'm not really interacting with it and again that's absolutely fine as well it's just each to their own sort of thing um yeah but yeah it was something yeah. i was really careful about actually with like when rnl was night protector of winter i was like being quite careful with that sort of thing because i did get a lot of mail and i did get some mail asking for certain decisions and support and things and my response to those was always pretty much like why don't we speak about this in the summer well, or in the spring yeah, or whatever exactly. let's speak about this but it's... and we'll do that role play but yeah i know you want to speak to me our character i know you want to have a chat with me we'll make it up we'll have a chat well, yeah because <laughs> sometimes it's 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 difficult to make an introduction on the field as well and, and to to make that connection uh but anyway like moving it back to, to to reaper's rest um yeah great event great event reapers everyone that was in involved um i had a great time i had a really good evening um beautiful venue uh i'm hoping that uh yeah you'll run it again next year um and I'll, I'll probably put a link to the even though obviously the event's gone now um i'll put a link to the i think do they have a group or a page or something that they might just renew possibly so i'll put the link to that uh down there yeah. if you're interested in um i'll put a link to uh richard's um richard's photography pages as well if you want to go check out uh richard's uh work and the photographs of us obviously you know um and yeah you... and another thing as well that we didn't really mention there as well um something that really does make a difference at events is the music that was going on in the background of that event 
because Silgor was there playing in the background and oh, yeah. um singing and playing different different music throughout it it was really wonderful to have that it really felt like being a part of something and it was wonderful to have that music sort of like creating that ambiance as we were all chatting and scheming and having lovely conversations yeah yeah it was you know it was, it was good um yeah, there was a lot of marches actually because that's that was funny because there was a ah. there was a big dawn contingent at um dance between drops then at the reaper's rest i think there was only like two or three i think i think three i think us three were like the dornish people and there was maybe like a couple of other dornish yeah i can't even actually, think off the top yeah, of my head who else was, was dornish yeah there wasn't a lot of dornish still and then history and virtue was the half the half the event was dornish um but yeah, that was that was it was cool uh, hanging out with um, yes, Silgore's music's always a always a always a pleasure, um, always a pleasure yeah. to role play with um, with uh, with him and his his buddies as well. Uh, so yeah, I think we'll we'll uh, wrap this uh, up unless you have anything else to add, Robin. No, no, let's let's, let's wrap this one up. Um, apart from the fact that. Um, yeah, if everything goes okay, E1, I definitely want to do this event again next year. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, hope, yeah. Might have money then. <laughs> yeah, might, yeah, might, might have some money. We'll see. We want to spend our money on a lot of different things. Anyway, if you enjoyed this show, make sure that you like, make sure you follow, make sure you hit that subscribe so you know when new content comes your way. If you have been listening to LARP Tales on your favorite audio platform consider leaving us a five star review uh one thing we don't usually uh, plug but it is getting close to empire larp season the first event of the year is eight weeks away that is plenty of time for you if you have never been and you feel like you want to give it a try um because it is awesome uh you uh have plenty of time to think of a character and organize going if you do want to do that for the first time we do actually have a uh, a discount code uh, which i will put in the link down below if you want to get 15 pounds off your first uh empire larp ticket uh, we have a patreon as well if you want to go check out our patreon if you want to uh, support us in that way at a um, very reasonable cost is literally just um an option for people who want to help us out um, in an economic way uh, you can do so you're under no obligation to do so of course right until the next time though we will say we love you and stay safe. Goodbye. Bye.